When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, it's time to enter the House of Gucci. Or the House of Oscars? That's good. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Will, will, will there be a House of Oscars by the end of March? First of all, uh... I think the proper, yes, maybe, I guess we'll see. But uh, we both saw House of Gucci. I feel like I saw it like five years ago, honestly. You were such an influencer. You saw it way before me, a whole week. I know. Before. Hopefully I remember everything I I saw like weeks ago. Not, it wasn't that long. It was like two weeks ago, but yeah. I couldn't I talk about it. That was a problem. <laughs> I think it would be hard to forget. Uh, so yeah, House hard of Gucci uh, coming uh, right before Thanksgiving, November 24th, Ridley Scott's. Uh, second film this year after the last duel. Uh, it is a, I'm going to say, uh, entertaining uh, mess in, in a positive. Yes, that's accurate. Yeah, I I enjoy this a lot. It's long and I felt it. So I agree too. And I was thinking, yeah. uh, it's interesting. It is very long. It's almost three hours and you definitely feel uh, some of the, some of the dragon as it enters in through that second hour. And I was thinking why, and I think because the storytelling necessitates this, uh, Lady Gaga is not in it as much in that. There's like a, a midsection or, or a, a three quarter section where she's just kind of like not in it as much. And they're doing more of the machinations of the family. And it reminded me a little of, and it, it rhymes, uh, in uh, Poochie of the Simpsons. I don't know if you remember, it's when Poochie is not on screen, other characters should be always referencing Poochie. And when Lady Gaga is, uh, Gucci is not on screen, I was like, we should really be talking about uh, uh, Patricia uh, Gucci here because uh, it just feels like she is the best part. And when the, when she's not in it as much, the movie kind of drags a little bit. That was my take. Yeah, well, I think the, the other part of it is like, you know, she's going to hire the headman to kill. Maurizio, you know, yes. so you're just kind of like waiting for that. But like the other part of like just all like that, you know, the battle over like Gucci itself, like that is important. Like I, I read all about it before I saw the movie. Like so I, let's read, talk about the I read movie. all about it before, like like when it was announced like two years ago. So, so just like to- I knew I knew like all the things like they had to hit, but it was like, yeah, they they I don't know if they could have like cut that part out, but it's like they needed to cover that somehow. Yeah. So just to contextualize briefly, if you're if you're coming in and you've just uh, entered into this atmosphere and haven't heard of House of Gucci, uh, it's really Scott's new film. Lady Gaga stars as uh, Patrizia. Uh, 
uh, Reggiana, I believe, right? Is her name? Mm-hmm. Who married Maurizio Gucci, who's played by Adam Driver, and who is the scion of the Gucci family. And uh, she eventually uh, had him, <laughs> hired hitmen to murder him. This is all real. It's not spoilers. I, I can't imagine spoiling history. History in real life, not spoilers. And she was uh, dubbed the Black Widow, I believe, by the Italian press. And the movie basically tracks their relationship and also Maurizio's kind of rise up the Gucci ranks and how he transformed the company into what, you know, this billions of dollars, billion dollar, you know, brand uh, that it is today. So it has a lot of like balls in the air uh, and it provides the entire cast with a chance to, I would, I would, let me, the technical term would be uh, go for it. I I believe would be the accurate uh, term because everybody is just unhinged. uh, They are like all in. And I would say they, they all understood the assignment, but in very different ways. That's exactly right. I want to. I'm. I'm looking for. I found a quote yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm googling here while we're talking. But it was. They did a, an academy screening of this movie last week. That was also embargoed until basically the embargo of analysis. And so today we're recording on Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. It yeah. lifted Tuesday evening. So none of these are reviews. We're not reviewing this movie, but we are talking about it as that's the that's the line we would we, we tow. But uh, this was Jared Leto who is. Just uh, he's a she is how he he's, wow. uh, <laughs> Gucci Gucci is my name too is how he says it uh, a lot in, in the movie Joyce. Uh, I, said, I I mean honestly I I do love Paulo like so Paulo is uh so basically the Gucci family was uh, uh Jeremy Irons and and uh, Al Pacino play the Gucci brothers Jeremy Irons' son is Adam Driver who's going to be a lawyer and very. Uh, intelligent seeming. And then Al Pacino plays Aldo Gucci and his son is Paolo Gucci played by Jared Leto. And he is a dubbed an idiot multiple times. In fact, I think he's introduced his first line is that my son is an idiot. Basically. Yeah. But you know, as, as Aldo repeatedly says, he's an idiot, but he's my idiot. That's true. And yeah. so uh, this was Jared Leto in this, in this Q and a about the movie. And this kind of, I think goes with like everybody could fit in, but specifically Jared, uh, he wanted to play Paolo on one condition. This is a quote. I quote, I said to Ridley, you know, I'd love to do this, but if I do it, I'd go absolutely effing crazy. And he did. Uh, I, I actually think yeah. he, he perhaps is underselling it. Uh, he's unrecognizable. He has the it's a me Mario accent. Uh, it's just uh, the most Jared Leto. It's like, I feel like we've been like trending towards the most Jared Leto. And this is the most, this is a peak. I feel like. It's, it's just like, like everything you expect from it just based on the trailer and like the photos it's like it's that and more but i i was like completely into it like he and al like at, at my screening produced the biggest laughs same like, al is yeah. uh hilarious i was so he was actually so uh of the of the cast i think lady gaga was the best and i definitely enjoyed her the most but al was like very close second i thought he was wonderful he's so funny he just is like Totally, like you said, understands the assignment. It's like really good Pacino. Uh, he's overacting is, you know, when he might, he's just big, goes big. It's like really big and like excellent. Um, yeah, he was a lot of fun. It is what you mentioned there is true. I think and maybe both a pro for the movie and then a con is that it often feels like everyone's in a different thing. So like Al and Jared are doing like a comedy. Yeah, and- like they're like repartee 
Um, like there, it's it's not all just like comic relief or like camp comedy or whatever. It's like there is like an underlying sadness to it. And I think the important thing about like Paolo is that like you're you're not just laughing at him. You're also like laughing with him because he is the black sheep of the family. Like they treat him that way, and he like he he tries. You know, he tries. It, it reminded yeah, me. I mean, it's like. I said this after the last trailer and did you think like, did it remind you at all of succession when you were watching it? And like, Oh yeah. No, like, like these are all terrible people. Yeah. And they all kind of like fit into like, so Paolo is a little like your first impressions of Roman. Now Roman has been fleshed out tremendously over like three seasons, but in the beginning he was like Paolo, I feel like. And like Adam is a little like, uh, Maurizio is a little like Shiv, I think. And then, you know, Al, Al is like, Logan. I I I guess I, I can agree with that because I, I I do like back in season one of our favorite show Succession, which yes. we're already talking about like 10 minutes in. Clearly. <laughs> like, um, I do think people like viewed like Roman as this like uh you know F boy who yeah. is yeah. like dumb. But now like I actually think Roman is very, very smart and maybe even the smartest out of all of them. And I agree. She, Shiv, yeah. Shiv thinks she's smart, but she's actually not smart. Right. Um yeah, and, she's very impulsive. But anyway, yeah. I, so I that was like that. what I was thinking with like Paolo and like a lot of it. I was like, oh, like he's definitely playing that like archetype. Uh, it's just, he's just so big. I will say not only did his, uh, he got the most laughs, him and Al at my screening also, but after the screening, multiple people were like raving about uh, Jaren, like in the lobby. And like, yeah. And then yesterday also the tweets seemingly were like, a lot of people were weighing on Jared and weighing on Lady Gaga as like potential Oscar nominees. We've talked about best supporting actor. And I actually think I've switched Jared to the top personally. You moved him to first. I don't remember. What, let me look at my, I actually did not have him have him in, but after seeing it, I did. Move him wow. I think I, I already had Jared in, but I, I haven't, I think I still have Cody on first. Let me see. So here's my thinking with the movie itself. And I think, to just we to, uh, to slightly segue into like the awards process, I think it'll be like I think the actors are really gonna like eat it. this up. Yeah, I think they're gonna eat it up because it is like very much every actor doing the yeah. most acting. I think I saw Allison Wilmore tweet that it's like the most acting. We didn't even talk about Salma Hayek who plays a television fortune teller. I think would you say or like a yeah like, a like fortune teller psychic yeah psychic sure and uh is completely like in an oliver stone movie it felt like like that was her part and she's like like literally says like i'm gonna put a spell on you to like one of the hitmen it's just uh she's so good i i like her more in this than in eternals (laughs) a hundred percent she's way more this is like way more exciting in this but i'm like down the line like ridley basically I don't know if you think like what do you, when you think of Ridley Scott, I mean, he's made so many different types of movies. I don't necessarily think of him as like a guy who is like going to be like the actor's director, like a David O. Russell type. But watching this, I did feel like David O. Russell ish because I'm like, it is just all the performers going 100 miles an hour and like just doing it and like going big and having seemingly having a blast. And that's why I think actually actors will really respond to this. So that bodes well for Lady Gaga, who we barely even talked about. And I loved in this Jared, who is just unhinged. And then like even we've kind of talked about how there's like multiple doubles potential for supporting actor. And I think you mentioned this like when you saw it, Al could really be like a double. That could be like another Irishman type situation where it's Al and Joe Pesci, that movie, this one, Jared and Al. Like it could happen. 
then Al gets in also. Yeah, I think I think the way we talked about this like offline was that yes. uh, there could be two movies with like double nominations and supporting actor and then like a fifth like lone nominee. <laughs> Correct. Because you have like we already we talked about Power of the Dog with like Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee. And then you have Belfast, obviously, with Kieran uh, Hins and uh, Jamie Dornan. And now House of Gucci here with both Al and Jared as major contenders. So I feel like the acting stuff could really do it. And I think that with, again, with the 10 nominees makes it at least, I don't know, even know if I'd call it like an underdog, like it feels like it has a very strong possibility to get in at best picture just because there's 10 nominees. And I think the actors are going to really love it. And I think that is going to like the support for that is going to push it through. Yeah. I mean, if it makes best picture, it'll be like lower tier. Yeah. I, think I don't, I don't think, cause I don't know if it, like, Frankly, I think as a movie, I thought Last Duel was a better movie. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Like, Last Duel is the better Ridley Scott movie of 2021. So, like, I don't yeah. think Ridley's going to get in as director for this. And I think, you know, adapted screenplay could be a possibility because I think that category is not the strongest. or There's not as many nominees. Hair and makeup, certainly. And costumes, I think, would be another two. So it has the potential to, like, get, like, five, maybe? Yeah, I could see like maybe like production design. Um, yeah, like it could get a handful. Um, but yeah, I already I had like Jared in like before I even saw it, so I had him in fifth place. I might move him up. Actually. So I have him I winning now. I don't know I, if I, I, I just I, I have him winning. Right the top. But but like you know, it's funny because I feel like like film Twitter like does not like him. <laughs> so, I, but like, like the vibe in the industry is like the complete opposite. Cause remember like last season, like film Twitter could not handle how close he got to an Oscar nomination for the little things. Correct. So <laughs> the, the, you and I both just kind of love that trajectory. Cause we don't care. <laughs> like, so I, yeah, it was just fun to watch. It's fun. And I would say like, it's, it's an interesting mix. I feel like they're both definitely film Twitter does not like Jared. And it's also like infatuated by this performance. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the vibe I was getting where it's just like, but I, I, yeah, but I feel like the, the reactions from the people who've seen it are like into him, which is not the same as like film Twitter in general, sure. you know? Sure. Yeah. But, but also um, clearly like the industry, like is like into whatever he's doing, you know, like they nominated him for the little things. Like how close was he? he was he was in sixth place probably for exactly right and yeah. the little things is not a good movie and I don't think he's good in it so this is like it's a much bigger movie and he's much and like, he's already won <laughs> so like that's why I think he won I'll give you another quote here uh, from from this Q and A hang on I wanted to see there was a Pacino there's a Pacino oh I saw quote. that quote yeah <laughs> uh, this is the Pacino quote you have no idea how mind blowing it is when this guy. Jared came in dressed as Paolo and stood next to me. I was new in Italy and I thought, who is this? Because he kept calling me Papa. Somebody, a sensitive person in the area said, Al, it's Jared. I swear to you, I bowed to the floor. I remember I said, you are an inspiration. I can go on now. That's Al Pacino. That's like legitimately legendary Al Pacino. You know, if, if they're both nominated, Al is voting for Jared to win. <laughs> so, so I'm like, he's not voting for himself. <laughs> so I do think that like, uh, it is, it's the type of movie that could win. You, like you said too, it's also like, he does have the most comic relief. It's a very tragic performance because he's such an idiot. And like, you know, he's like the black sheep of the family and a total failure and no one takes him seriously. And like his naivete and his like, 
not to and and they they try to use him that's the thing too can you spoil it like right it's like he's being used by these people and he only wants their love and affection and they just continually like use him and like abuse him basically and it's like really sad and like i think he does play that pathos incredibly well and I dare I say in the performance where he's literally like, it's a chic, uh, is that it's subtle, but I'm like, he does. I, I just want to say for all like the crap, like the accents have gotten like just, you know, pre like anyone seeing the movie and stuff. I understood every single thing they all said in this movie. And I cannot say the same about other movies I've seen this year <laughs> where I'm like, say, what did they say? <laughs> I, I agree with that. The other thing is with accents, a lot of times you're always like, none of these people are on the same page. And while I did say earlier that everybody's in a different kind of genre, maybe in this movie, the accents are all the same cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Like everybody's doing that very exaggerated Italian accent. So it doesn't seem weird when you're watching it, that Jared Leto is like, Hey, I'm a I know, but it, it is funny. Cause you know, with like Gaga being like, I was Patrizia for nine months and I like really worked on my accent from this region because I want to like honor my ancestors. And then you just have like Jared just going like full, like Mario. Correct. I, I so uh, let's talk Lady Gaga. So she, uh, the first, the first review or first take I saw was Vanity Fair, which was like all about Lady Gaga. It kind of crapped on the movie, but was like Lady Gaga is in, like, it's a great performance. Uh, she totally blew me away. I would say I was like loving her in this movie. I loved her in Star is Born, but I think it's like, that movie, you could argue it's like she's not really, it's like she's playing a version of herself. And this, I felt like she was definitely inhabiting a character. And I think the movie, like, like it's a weird, this is like, not to, not a review, but this is to me, like one of the things I was trying to like untangle and why I definitely want to watch it again is I'm not sure, how does the movie feel about Patricia? Because she's obviously like in quotes a villain, but like, I think Ridley loves her. And I think the movie actually like, treats her as like not the hero but like as like you're kind of rooting for her in a weird way and i'm not sure if that's even the point but i was like and is that because of the movie or because the lady gaga is so good that's what i kept like wrapping my head around it's a little like kendall on succession with jeremy strong where you're like and i know you've said before you don't root for any of them but i'm like kendall is like you generate empathy for kendall because of the performance of jeremy strong and i feel like that similar kind of things happen here with lady gaga i don't know i thought she was so good She's she's really good. And like I like this whole like back back to succession and like TV, like this whole conversation about like unlikable versus likable characters, I hate. I like loathe this. Like I don't need characters to be likable. Like well, not, okay. there, like so many like unlikable people, like just characteristics, like all the Roy's are unlikable, right? But it's just the way you like write them and then like you can still create like empathy for unlikable characters, like through performance and writing. And like, no matter like all like the crappy things they do, like on screen, like we've been seeing this since the Sopranos, like if we're going to talk about like antiheroes, you know? Um, But that label is often like lobbied at uh, female characters more so than men. Cause like we embrace like the morally gray men more so than like the morally gray woman. And obviously Patrizia ordered a hit on her (laughs) ex-husband. Right. Not great. Um, but I, I don't like, I think the movie shows you that like, they're all like terrible people. It's like about greed and jealousy. And like, she, she, you know, like she knew what she was like 
like I, I mean, I do think like she probably did like love Maurizio, but like she knew she was marrying into the Gucci family and she knew what was at stake after uh, in real life, Rodolfo dies and Maurizio inherits like his share of Gucci. Like she knew what was happening there and she, you know, pushed him to kind of like embrace being like the head of, you know, the fashion house and everything. And like, so, and like her, her performance, like is, is really good. Like she, I think like, you know, you do kind of like want to root for her in a way, but you also still understand that she is not a good person. Yeah. And I think we agree. I think we agree on this then. I don't think. Yeah. So like, I don't think like ultimately, like, you know what she does at the end. And then, you know, there's the whole other aspect of him leaving her and then you pity her about that, you know? Right. He does a great heel turn. I think is to, he's really turns into a real, uh, yeah. So it's, it's just like, I think it's something you can talk about whether, you know, like that's like, would she have done this if like he didn't leave her for another woman, you know, if they had just like split up, right? you know, it's like, but I, I don't, I, I think it's more like, I think that the script could like dive deeper into like the complexity of her character, if it focused more on her. But again, like you said, they had so many different balls to juggle and like they had to like leave her story for like 20 minutes. <laughs> It's it's actually like, wild to me that we're both like it's way too long, and I'm also like I was literally we need more. Not, like I I'm, think it would be better as a show, like a limited series. I'm not even kidding you. Like I literally dreamed that we were talking. Not you and I. I dreamt I was talking to somebody else about this last night, and I was like, I think it should have been longer. And I woke up this morning like, what am I thinking? Like why am I dreaming about how no, like, it's being longer? <laughs> like <But> I was, <laughs> and it should. Like, be. I think it would have been better as a, a show. Like they could have like done so much more things, but so like I, I still enjoyed this as a movie, and I'll say I will watch this movie again. So that's and I cannot movie. say that about a lot of other movies. I'm not just talking about this year, but just in general, like throughout my life, there are so many movies I have never seen again, do not care to watch again, and I will watch this movie again. So that's another reason why I think it actually has a shot to do really well uh, this award season is because I think it's incredible, even though it's too long, it's incredibly watchable. And it's super entertaining. And even when it's like a mess, it's still entertaining. And because you're working with like a master filmmaker and like actors, and they're obviously like, this is what they wanted. This is the movie they wanted to do, right? Like at no point am I watching this going, this got away from this group. I'm like, this is exactly what they wanted to do, the exact tone. And it's so watchable. So I agree with you. And I think that'll help it as you get later in the season and like, we're stretching this into February and March, we're only in November. And like, you're like, Oh man, I guess I should go. Maybe I should go back and check out some of these movies. If I'm going to vote for the Oscars, it's like, Oh man, I'm not going to watch X and Y and Z again, but I surely will watch house of Gucci again. It is a total, I'll like clip through fast forward through whatever I want to do to just see the parts I loved and like have it on. It's an incredibly watchable movie. And I saw somebody else tweet this. I think Kevin Fallon from the daily beast, tweeted that it, it reminded him of a 90s drama and like, like a 90s movie, oh, yeah. like both the pro and con of that like connotation. And it act, exactly is. It's just as like the kind of movie they don't make anymore is this movie. Oh, for sure. Like I love like, not trashy, but just kind of like, like grungy-ish, like dirty, like 90s, like action thrillers yeah. like that. Like it's, it's like, it has a similar vibe. I mean, um, it does. It did feel like, honestly, at times it did feel like an Oliver Stone. I know I said that before, but the whole thing felt like an Oliver Stone movie at times to me. It reminded me, I recently rewatched, this is from 2012, 
but I watched Savages like earlier this year. And it's got the same kind of like, it's just like all, everyone just exploding off the screen and it's so unhinged and just like going for it. And that's what this was like a lot too. So it's like very watchable. Yeah. So I, I think like, I don't know if I'll put it into best picture, but maybe I will. Cause it's now that it's like a hard 10, I have to be like, what are they going to fill it out with? And I mean, I also, I also see like, this is an anticipated movie. Like people know about this movie. I'm not just talking about like, you know, like little monsters and like, you know, like everyone knows about this movie and Mm -hmm. I think it will be watched. Like it's like a high priority watch for people. I have it in, so I have it in Best Picture, and I have I moved Lady Gaga all the way up to two behind Kristen Stewart. <laughs> and I have to be honest, I could see a scenario where I push her even higher. I, I thought she was just awesome. Here's the thing about Lady Gaga: the whole like before the movie, and like in, this is the movie has been in development in various stages of development for a very long time. And I remember there was like uh, Angelina Jolie was maybe going to play Patrizia, and also Margot Robbie. I totally understand the Margot Robbie thing because I was like, oh, they must have that must have been like off Wolf of Wall Street. It's like kind of like, hey, she could do like this and like, sure. But I was like watching it the whole time. And I was like, I literally cannot imagine anyone other than Lady Gaga doing this. But that like it is she's like that it, even against Angelina Jolie. I'm like, it would not have worked with Angelina, like actress the caliber of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And I think like with Angie, Angelina and Ajax. Yeah. Like she like worked. Angie is like probably more there's something like aspirational about Angie. It's like, she's sort of like untouchable, you know? And Lady Gaga totally gets it. And she totally gets the character and the idea that she's like, the idea that she's an out, like say what you will about like whatever, she's definitely an outsider and she's definitely our entry into the family because otherwise we wouldn't even be in this family. And like, I think the fact that she's still considered maybe a you know, performer for a singer first or whatever it's like actually lends itself well to the movie because like here she is opposite like adam driver who is certainly one of like the most respected young actors under 40 i guess like in hollywood and jared leto is an oscar winner and al pacino who's an oscar winner and she's like and jeremy irons and she's holding her own and like kind of blowing them off the screen at times and it's like she's really good and she like brings it's like she's performing with a chip on her shoulder and it totally works with the character. And I just thought she's awesome. Oh yeah, totally. And like, she also has to modulate a lot of different like tenors in Patrizia, like depending on like who she's in the scene against, you know, I mean, she has most of her scenes with like Adam as well. And the great thing about that is like, you see the trajectory of their relationship and like, I actually, I like, I totally buy them as a couple, like that montage of them, like dating in the beginning. I'm like, this is really cute. Like I saw all those photos, like the pap photos when they were shooting it, but it was like still cute to watch in the movie, you know? And like, I bought it also great needle drops in this movie. <laughs> really great. needle the music drops. is amazing. I, music is awesome. I thought that too. And I was like, oh, it's actually like a little, it's not like the Robert Zemeckis school of like most obvious needle drop. It's like some like different ones it if the movies that reminded me of a lot of were obviously like david o. Ru- i just kept thinking of like david o russell stuff like i just felt like american hustle is like a comp but i think it might be slightly better than american hustle and so also, i don't i do not like american hustle at all i like david o. russell so, movies but i i, I, I do not like american it. hustle um and that, a little like i tanya also i thought yeah um let's like kind of it's similar in at least needle drops <laughs> like this this is I mean, this is way more of an explosion at the wig factory than huge explosion at the wig factory, which we love. 
So I have it in, I have Lady Gaga, I have a uh, picture, I have Jared winning. I have, uh, I think, let me see. I definitely have costume design and I have, I guess that, and ad- adapted screenplay because I still think adapted screenplay has like an opening there. Mm. Yeah, like I, I could see like, what's that, like five? Yeah, I think it could get like five or six. I think like it's it's lowest potential is probably just like like two acting nominations or something, you know. Yeah. The other thing is like like you mentioned this too with the responses. I think like people have been very amped for this. All of the responses yesterday, even the people there were certain people who definitely did not like it and like they've like really scared. Yeah, but I kind of expected this like polarizing response. I agree, but I was like, it's actually not even that polarizing because even like there were some people who just straight up did not like it. There were other people who compared it to the Godfather, which is just, you know, a lot of Godfather comparisons and no one called her the Godmother. And it's also, have you seen the Godfather? That would be my first. Probably, probably not. (laughs) Uh, So those, those are, those are the totally like the polarized ends. And then in the middle, I think there were people who genuinely enjoyed it. And then people who are like, it's trash, but also great. And I was like, those are good responses. And I feel like the reviews will be pretty solid when they yeah, like this is like the response is like exactly what I expected. And obviously it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but this is like what I like wanted from the movie, I guess. Yeah. Like I don't, this is, you know, not like pejorative in any way, but I wasn't like expecting like high art or anything like this is right. like a great movie for what it is. Like, this is what I wanted out of it. So. And I mean, if you think about again, like I would not, I'm not going to even joke that it could win best picture, but I will just say compared to like a lot of the movies we have this year, it's like power of the dog, Belfast, King Richard are like three big contenders of those. Like King Richard obviously has the Will Smith factor and he's like a huge star, but none of these other movies have like this kind of like just star power and like watchability, not even like is a value judgment on any of them. I'm just like, this is like all the stars and all the acting has been put into this movie. And <laughs> that's like really cool. And it's like unique, obviously to the season. And I think obviously movies now, because like when you see like this kind of collection of actors, it's usually in like a Marvel movie or something where it's like, Oh, we're going to have like 10 awesome actors in a superhero movie. Right. Like, so that just was saw that with Eternals or Dune where you have like, 30 awesome people in it. And they're all like in a sci-fi thing or like a blockbuster and to have them just in a drama that is yeah, like, and it's just, it's just an adult drama. Adult right? drama is like yeah. good. I that's why I think it'll separate itself out um, for the season. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more, Joyce. So anything else before? I we, mean, it's we, still it hasn't even opened yet. It opens even know. I can't wait to talk about it more. Honestly, <laughs> I can't wait. To I see mean, like it. like the box office. I think uh, like I think it will do well. I can't even put a number on it, but like people are going to see this movie. I have I think they will too. But again, I have no idea nowadays what people even want to see or what they're seeing. It seems like it is tough to. To judge on that. Um, before we move on to this week's new release, Belfast, just I wanted to pivot to Best Actress to continue. We both watched Eyes of Tammy Faye finally this week. We Our did. gal, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Uh, I I was like, we talked last week and I was like, oh, I'm going to bump her out. And uh, I can't imagine keeping her in. She, just you had her in first. I had her in first. And I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I don't even think she'll get nominated because no one's going to talk about the movie. But having watched the movie, I was like, She's awesome in it. I thought she was like really good. Yeah, she's and really great in it. The she... movie is the movie is not great. It's fine, but she's great. Yeah, like the the movie is kind of um, like I, I would just say like I think like this this script could have done more like diving into like her character and 
but she she does a lot with she's really what she's good. Given. Yeah. So you got this. It, it definitely is surface level, but you have this really big transformation. She plays Tammy Faye Baker from like a teenager, basically, or like, I guess, a college student. I mean, I don't know how old she's supposed to be to like an adult in her 60s. Uh, totally believable in both fronts, I felt like. Even if she doesn't look like 17 or 18, not anything against Jessica Chastain. It's just like, don't look like a teenager. But also I mean, back then, you know, like like 30 year olds. So like they were like 68, you know, and <laughs> it's weird. I thought the makeup is awesome. I think the transformation is great. She does so much. It's like, this is like a pro of her performance. And also what, one of the things I was like confused about the movie is that I feel like from scene to scene, you're not sure what the, and maybe this is actually like gets to the heart of Tammy Faye, because I think in, in, in the cultural conversation, it is kind of like, she doesn't fit into any box. Cause she was like, obviously an ally for like, the LGBTQ community and like a lot of like putting AIDS in like, you know, talking about AIDS and in, in like on like a Christian empire television channel where that was not something that people discussed and also is like kind of a joke and, you know, very materialistic and all these things. So the movie kind of is just like at times very sympathetic to her. And at times, other times you're like making fun of her. She kind of like stays ahead of that in the performance, and it's like really great. I thought I just thought her like the way. Yeah. She's like, well, like, the it. the movie also like gets ahead of that with like the opening to yeah. her explaining like her like lip liner and everything and how really that that was like really powerful and sad. And I was just like, yeah. oh man, she's like really good. And she also get Jessica Chastain a musical. That's what I was thinking. She sings so much more. Yeah, than a, a lot, a lot of singing and like really good voice. <laughs> He's very impressive. Yeah, um, no, it's it's a great performance. And I just I like last week, uh I as 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 you know, the two people who watched this saw, like I dropped her for Lady Gaga. <laughs> um and I don't know if I'm gonna put her back or not. I I, I don't know. It's so this category is now uh, getting a little crowded, I would say. So right now, mine are Kristen Stewart, Lady Gaga, Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, and Olivia Coleman. But I, I've seen some other stuff that we can't talk about yet. And I would definitely put at least one of those performers in there. But who would you drop? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know, honestly, because I'm like, the, and then also I've not seen other stuff that I think could factor in. Like we've talked about with like, it, there's just a lot of stuff left. It feels like there's Jennifer Lawrence and Don't Look Up. There's West Side Story, which who knows? Uh, Nightmare Alley, obviously, being the Ricardos, uh, a Licorice Pizza. All of those have like, potential best actress nominees or at least contenders. And they're like big names in some of those cases, like Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Lawrence and, you know, uh, Rooney Mara again, maybe not Rooney Mara, like we talked about, but it, it just feels like there's a lot of people now in that category. So I don't know. And I think I want to keep Jessica Jastain in. So I don't know who I'll drop. Yeah. Like I, like, you know, I made this comparison last week and I'm like a lot of people have said the same thing, but it was like, I like dropable, like one can't be biopic for the other with like her and Gaga and could both get in. Like, so I don't know. I was, but, yeah. The reason I was thinking, yes, then there's also another about not campy, but another bite with like Nicole Kidman and Lucille Ball. They're all biopics. I wonder if Lady Gaga will be thought of not, well, even though it is a playing a real person, She's not as as well known as Tammy Faye Baker or or, or Lucille Ball in or even uh, Princess Diana, so maybe that's thought of less as like a bio and more of like a just big performance. Unclear. I don't know. Um, 
But that, I mean, like you could still use that argument like for her and that like people will be less inclined to make comparisons to the real person. Cause like, right. they're like, no one knows what like the real Patricia is really like, except right. that now she has like a parrot on her shoulder that they did not include in the movie. So. Um, and maybe they were like, that's too much like I, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Alice and Jenny already did that. Um, so I, yeah, I think like if you're just comparing like Gaga and Jessica, like I would say Gaga's advantage is that like her movie will be seen. Like I, like, I mean, Tammy Faye has already been released, it came out September, probably too early. I think uh, like it would have done better or it would be better for Jessica if it were being released now, you know, because um, now it's I like coming on digital yeah. and like it didn't do that great at the box office either. Um, so, but like, yeah, she, like all, all the, like the, the raves and the support around the movie is like centered on her performance. She's so. great. And I, the one thing I will say that's going for it too, is that we both watch it on screeners. So they're clearly like pushing it already, right? Like we got like an, a digital screener of it. And I think they're going to hopefully we'll keep that kind of like, keep it in the conversation. And yeah, I think as people watch it, they'll say like, Oh, she's really good. I just think it's like, she's undeniably good in it and very captivating. And like we said, like she's a performer who came out, like exploded out of this box, like 10 years ago. I was like trying to think, I mean, this is one of like, this is the most I've liked one of her performances in so long, not a, no offense to like her other work, but I was like really impressed. She's incredibly like magnetic in this and like really generates a lot of sympathy for the character and the transformation is great. I don't know. I was just like, I like, yeah, it. I think, I, I think it's also like in a way, even though I think everyone like agrees, like she's like uber talented that this was also an unexpected performance from her. There you go. Yes, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. Did not, did not know that she could, I did not think, and it's funny because I've, uh, I've interviewed her in the past. I did her, I interviewed her for Most Violent wow, Year. Wow, look I at had, you. I got eight so minutes fancy. to interview her for Most Violent Year. And I remember <laughs> when I interviewed her, I was like, she's so charming in real life and was like really fun. And I think in her performances, she's a great actress because she like is very, you know, obviously the help I think was like, she was just like a, you know, bubbly ditzy kind of uh, character in that movie. But like Zero Dark Thirty obviously is like her other, like maybe signature part. And she's very, you know, serious. It's the opposite. Yeah. And in this, I was like, oh, she's really both. I mean, she does a lot of the things really, really well. She's very funny and charming and then also very serious and like very sad very i was very impressed i guess i would say i hope i hope she gets in i'm gonna keep her in there i'll figure out who else to drop i don't know who it'll be but i'm gonna keep her in i i, I definitely think like she could get in like like sag is like you know it it helps be seen early there um i i could see her getting in there i don't yeah i could see her like hitting everything and then like not making it in at the oscars as Maybe. well you know um i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do with her yet so i still have her outside right now all right. Uh, moving on. Last thing before we sign off and before we talk about succession, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> Belfast is out Friday. And now we have our first uh, chance at a major best picture front runner has arrived in theaters. I think Belfast has been at the top of the, the heap, let's say, since it premiered at Telluride. It won yeah. the audience award at TIFF. It is, I'm going to check now while, while I'm, while I'm vamping here, but it is, I believe it's the top one. It's certainly by experts. I think. Yeah. It's, it's been first for a while. I think. So experts have power of the dog and Belfast tied and then 
Power of the and then Belfast with nine experts predicting it to win versus seven for Power of the Dog. And the combined odds, uh, I load my internet is a little slow. Belfast and Power of the Dog are running neck and neck. So Power of the Dog's still in first, but I think more experts have it predicted. It seems like it's the consensus among like pundits that Belfast is the front runner. Um, yeah, we've both seen it. I'd say it is definitely a very, it would be a, not a surprising best picture winner from historically the historical perspective. I think it is very similar to a lot of, you know, family drama type movies that have won in the past. Um, and it is powered by four really good performances. And I think that'll help it as it soars forward. But I have to say, having seen more and more stuff, maybe after Telluride, I was like, I think they could all four get in. Obviously Scott Feinberg, I remember said that they all, all four would get in in all four categories. They've changed now to the, their designations and where they're campaigning. So that's not possible anymore. I don't think all four will get in. I, I have, I've actually now narrowed it down to Ketri, uh, Katrina Boff in supporting and uh, Kieran Hins in supporting actor. And I just wanted to say, uh, we had, last time we talked about Belfast Choice, I butchered his name and a, a, a user, Donald Clark, who's a writer, he at replied me very kindly and was like, you're just an idiot and saying it completely wrong. And he, he phonetically spelled it out and it's Kieran. And then Heinz rhymes with Bynes. So I even just said it wrong earlier. Wait, that's, that was strike two, so. I think it's strike a million, honestly. <laughs> I think we're, we're in the dugout and the game is over. But uh, <laughs> Kieran Heinz. So, I have him in also. Yeah, I don't actors. think, now that I've seen it, I don't think like all four will get in either. Um I think if if all four were to get in, like it would just be like a huge overperformance of Belfast. And uh, I mean, like I think supporting actor is like open enough for uh, both of them, like him and Jamie, to get in. But now with like Kate Blanchett like moving to supporting for um, Nightmare Alley, I could see like Judy Dench not getting in. I just Actually, don't. Think I, might, I might just drop her right now. I'll do another live update. Do right it now. live. I agree. I don't. Okay. I don't think. I just don't think she's in it very much. I don't think she's in it enough. She's a national treasure. It's Judy Dench. Yeah. She's never been bad. She's even good in Cats. But I'm like, I don't think she's getting in. I just don't feel. I. I it feels like there are too many other bigger performances. And I know. And like, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Kate yet. Um, right. And then yeah. we haven't seen. Kate. Yeah, there's a lot left. I mean, Meryl Streep and Don't Look Up. Ariana DeBoy's in uh, West Side Story. So I feel like Judy's maybe not in. And I think Jamie is super charming and like really good in it. And I just don't think, again, there might not be room for him either. But I think Kieran has like the really emotional backbone of the movie, I think, is his his performance and his scenes with the Jude Hill who plays Buddy, the, the Kenneth Branagh stand-in. Um, so I, I have him getting in. And I think Katrina is like kind of the, the obvious pick here. It feels like think, people are I think like like excited Katrina, about her. Like it was like the best of the four adults. And I think she has, I wouldn't say she's undeniable. Like, I think she's beatable, but she does have like two, like, like Oscar scenes, like sympathetic scenes in there. And now, and I think I, I had Jamie, but not Kieran, but I, I think I'm going to drop Jamie. Sorry, Jamie for Kieran now. Um, because like you said, he does have, um, a lot of just kind of like, you know, like pearls of wisdom scenes with Jude Hill. 
and Jamie like is good. Um, and then he has, you know, the seren- the everlasting love serenade. Uh, that yes. clip has been released. You could go Google and watch it. And he also performed it at the Belfast premiere the other night as well. So, you know, really, really campaigning hard here, Jamie. Jamie um, is incredibly camp. I will say at Telluride, I saw him uh, humble brag that I was there at Telluride standing near Jamie Dornan. Wow. Did he sing Everlasting Love to you? He didn't. But every single person who was in the in the industry, I went to like a focus mixer that was like standing outside. So everybody would like not catch COVID. And everyone who went up to them, him wanted a picture and everyone, he was just so kind to everyone. And that was already, I mean, I know it's, it's already August. I was like, he's really uh, just very charming and very approachable and very likable. And I think that will go far for him. I just am not sure that the movie can support to, and that there were, like we said, like already when you're throwing house of Gucci and power of the dog and all these other, there's a lot of supporting actor contenders and it feels like maybe this is a Jamie Dornan performance where it's considered, um, hey, you're all you're more than we thought rather than like we're going to give you a nomination. You know what I mean? Like, I think if people have only thought of him from Fifty Shades, that's maybe mistaken. He's done a lot of comedy recently. He was great in Barb and mm-hmm. Star. Um, and now I think he's like moving forward in his career. And I could definitely see him getting nominated within the next five years. But I'm not sure that he gets in this year. I mean, I think part of it too is like now I, I think it's kind of hilarious, like at the suggestion of like Katrina and Jamie ever being lead with like I know. They they don't like screen time's not everything, but they they don't have to screen time neither of them. Cause also like part of Jamie's story is that like he is away at work in England and then he just comes back like every two weeks. Um but they it's not just the screen time, but like they also don't really have like that lead presence. And like the movie is really about uh, Jude Hill, Buddy, and it's like told from her perspective. And there's like, I don't know if you remember this, but like one scene in the very beginning, it just really like established that like they're in the kitchen and Katrina and Jamie are having this conversation and the camera just stays on Jude Hill. I'm not even talking about like one exchange between them. It's like a full on, like, I don't know, 30 seconds, like 60 seconds long conversation. And the camera is static on Jude Hill. It's the complete opposite of that Bohemian Rhapsody scene when it's just like cutting back between everyone. So it's like, you don't even see these two adults like talking to each other. You just hear them. Um, And yeah, like all the interactions are like always like in relation to Buddy, you know? Right. It's definitely- They're both very much supporting. Right. It is all through his eyes. I guess the questions would be, and I've seen, I have not done this. I've seen some people do this maybe- is there a campaign for, for Jude Hill and best actor? I don't see it, but again, he is the lead of the movie. And also does Belfast need to win an Oscar in acting to win best picture? What do you think about that? Do, like we've seen obviously like Parasite won without it, but even yeah, last I mean, year, like no matter what. Plenty of movies have won. Yeah. With, I mean, well, so Parasite didn't get any acting nomination. Right. So Belfast is going to get acting nominations. Right. I think everyone agrees about that. I think it would be surprising if it doesn't get an acting right. nomination. Um, so yeah, like it can win without an acting nomination. I guess it's like, well, an acting win, or acting win, it can win without an acting win. Um, but I guess it's also like, what else would it win? I think everyone is, is assuming that Katrina would be the acting win, right? Like it would kind of, it would be like, like a green book or like a moonlight, both with Mahershala. <laughs> um, and, but both of those also won screenplay and I don't know if it's going to win screenplay. So that's another that's another problem. The, so that is, would be original screenplay, obviously. 
again, that category kind of, I don't want to say crowded, but there are a lot in there. Let me load it up. Let me spell screenplay right as I'm doing this. This is fascinating. Wow, how did you spell it? Like Without an N? Oh, okay, cool. Seems, seems good. Uh, so Licorice Pizza is currently like leading in the odds, Paul Thomas Anderson's movie, which a lot of people saw this week. And I will maybe see this week also. Sorry, Joyce. Uh, no, I can't see it yet. Uh, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, a past winner. Uh, King Richard rising in this category. Mass, The French Dispatch, Come On, Come On, A Hero, Parallel Mothers, and Being Ricardo's are the top 10. So there's a lot of big heavy hitters there. And I think it depends on how like Being the Ricardo's and Don't Look Up are former winners here. That Aaron Sorkin and Adam McKay very easily could get in if the response to those movies is big. And then also you have Paul Thomas Anderson, King Richard is a best picture contender. I mean, I could see Belfast both winning and not even getting nominated here. Honestly, I think, I think I'll get nominated. Um, I think it would get nominated too, but there are a lot of screenplays and it could, yeah, it is. It is both. Obviously the the driving force of the movie is the screenplay that Kenneth Branagh wrote. And it's so autobiographical. And, and also maybe when you're thinking of the movie, I think you're going to think the cast, the photography, um, the performances, the overall picture, and maybe the screenplay kind of keeps getting pushed down the list. And then do people like vote for other things? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have loved like most of the winners in this category, original screenplay of the last decade. Um, I think we've talked about this. You could probably figure out which one I didn't really like. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think like, the, the screenplay is like, it's, it's fine. But yeah, like, like you said, like, I don't think that's like the top thing, like people talk about um, when they're talking about this movie. So I guess like if, you know, like if, if like Belfast is like the front runner and it is going to win best picture and people are just like head over heels. And like, there are a lot of people who are like in love with this movie. I am not besotted with this movie. Like they are, but um, I, you know, they, they could check it down to ballot if that's the case but i also feel like you know based on some of these like reactions to like licorice pizza like maybe this is finally like pta's time to win like if he's not going to win director <laughs> or uh picture like you know this like screenplay is like the the consolation prize right um, i mean it could very well yeah. it very easily could uh you'll recall sid gannis uh, at telluride said belfast was best yes i remember that quote yes so very uh, very vividly so i feel like <laughs> Uh, former he's the former academy president if you're watching this and don't know i feel like that this is the type of movie that will play really well to the uh older branch of older members of the academy and i think that makes it its front runner right now as well i guess the only questions i'd have is is there any so with belfast what would what could beat it i I, obviously our users and, and people think power of the dog is like a legitimate contender it certainly will be the critical favorite i think over belfast no matter how good the reviews for Belfast are and have been power of the dog reviews are like, you know, euphoric. It's, it's definitely one of the most well-reviewed movies of the year. And I imagine it'll rake in the critics prizes as we get towards the end of the year. Um, I'm still on King Richard as like a major audience play and like a very likable movie that I think people will, will enjoy. I'm not sure what the other major factors for best picture will be. I'm not even sure we know based on how we have to see these later movies perform. Right. I, I mean, yeah. But so far of stuff that has screened widely, like those are definitely the three. I, I can't. Would you put anything else in the conversation besides Power of the Dog, Belfast and King Richard? 
as a possible winner I, for best picture? I mean, right now on yeah. what, like today's November 10th. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. <laughs> but so I, it's I like, think, yeah, yeah. Like right now that's the top three, I would say. And I, I feel like the discourse around like each of their like winning potential is that like, obviously power of the dog is like, uh, the rave, like critical favorite, like it's probably going to have like the highest, like, you know, Metacritic and like Rotten Tomato scores, if you care about that type of stuff. Um, and it'll probably win director. We haven't even talked about like Kenneth Branagh and like director, but like, like Jane Campion is like the front runner there. Um, so are we going to get another split? Are they going to match? And then it's, it's funny to me because I think the King Richard, and Belfast conversation is about them being crowd pleasers. And I actually don't think Belfast is the crowd pleaser that like people have been like selling it as, or, in, and like talking about it as like it, like it has a lot of charming moments, heartwarming moments, like everlasting love, obviously. Um, and like, it's, it's likable, but I like, like Coda is more of a crowd pleaser to me. Like I would you say? That, I would agree. And I think they're all in the Coda, King Richard and Belfast all are kind of, I, I would not, I don't want to say doing the same thing, but they're all like in the same genre, I'd say, which is like family movies about like coming together. Right. And like, and all of them have very similar beats and like really big, like great performances and stuff of those three. I think Belfast, because of, it's not more serious, but it obviously has so many serious undertones. I think it does. It's not like, like King Richard is like a, a sports movie also. So it, you're going to end and be like, yeah, rah, rah. Right. And Belfast doesn't end on like a little bit of a, not a downbeat note, but it's certainly not like a stand up and sheer moment. Right. No, uh, but I also and, think in a way, like if you like go into a Belfast, like just based on like some reviews and like reactions from the past couple months, you, you might expect it to be like really schmaltzy and like saccharine. And it's not really, it's both sentimental and unsentimental. And I don't even mean that as a bad thing. Cause I love like unsentimental movies. Like I don't right. need everything to be like happy ending and like redemption all the time. Like give me more sad endings. Um, and like, like you said, like it has like a, a bittersweet note at the end. Bittersweet is good. That's good. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. It's not sentiment. It's not overly. Yeah. So like, I don't really it's, understand that like crowd pleasing tag really. Right. Like I, uh, like I know like it's like there are nice moments in it and like happy moments and sweet moments, but I feel like I, I and like people have made like the green book comparison between the two before. And I feel like because of what happened with green book, like more and more like people are looking for like a parallel and, but like green book was also more of a crowd pleaser than Belfast is. Yeah, I would also say Belfast is a, a better movie than Green Book. Uh, just Green Book is it. like it, it's a lot more predictable. Like you know where everything is going. Yeah, but I I think it's it, it's like well constructed. And then for Kenneth and director, I have him in. I think he'll definitely get nominated. I don't think even. I mean, I think this is a year that there would be a split, just because I feel I'm sort of feeling like kind of Chloe Zhao-ish around Jane Campion. It just seems like that's been people have kind of like planted that flag that she's going to win. And I don't see any reason why she wouldn't win. Even if Belfast does win best picture, I think they would split. And I think Jane would win. Kenneth also could get nominated for screenplay, obviously, and producing for Belfast. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that there could be a split. I think, it just depends, I guess, on how the response to King Richard is. And 
where Belfast kind of slots in, but it is the front runner. And I feel like it ends up, it's still the front runner. I don't see anything that has changed my mind that it's the front runner yet, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, I think the the other part of like the crowd pleasing conversation is like, obviously like Parrot the Dog is not really a, a crowd pleaser. I think we can no. agree on that. I, I really like Parrot the Dog. Uh, we can talk about that, I guess, next week. It comes out next week, right? I think it comes out next week. Yeah. I yeah. also really like Power of the Dog, uh, a movie that I've thought about a lot. It definitely is. Yeah. A, a movie I want to watch again, just like House of Gucci. <laughs> the funny thing about Power of the Dog is I thought this too. It's both a movie that you like are not going to like, it's not, re- I would, so here's my take on Power of the Dog. It's not rewatchable like House of Gucci because I wouldn't want to just like put it on, but I absolutely want to watch it again because the power of power of the movie is that so much of the, the subtleties of what's going to happen is like your, and the performances and how she kind of teases out what the end game is, is really fascinating to think back in a hindsight when you get to the end. So it is yeah. a, definitely a movie I'd like to watch again. Uh, so, and you will be yeah, able to so- on Netflix. So like, I think we all agree, like it's not, it's not a crowd pleaser, like, you know, King of Richard is, you know, or, right. but no way. And I think like that's, that's been people's argument about like why it's not going to win best picture against like Belfast or like uh, King Richard. Um, but it's like, it's sort of similar to last year, like No Man Land wasn't like a crowd pleaser in, the, in that sense of what you know a crowd pleaser to be. And I think people were trying to make like Chicago seven happen because you view it more as a crowd pleaser and obviously that didn't win anything at all. So I'm just like, why can't like Jane pull a Chloe and win both director and picture too? I very easily could. Um, I, I think that comp is very accurate because like you said, like last year we thought the crowd pleaser did not win mm-hmm. if it was Chicago seven. So, I mean, I don't know, but right now, so Belfast is out Friday. People could uh, see it for themselves in theater. It's also very short, which is lovely. It's only <laughs> it's 90, 90 minutes. minutes. <laughs> An incredible flex by Kenneth. Uh, thank you, Sir Kenneth, for... for like, like, give him best picture just for that, really. 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> best, best picture on time would be Belfast over Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Both 90 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Um, just, let's, but, let's add that as a category since we got rid of, uh, or we combined the sounds. <laughs> Great. Uh, Joyce, let's, let's wrap up here and anything else before we go, do you want to do a brief soliloquy about Adrian Brody on succession? Oh, sure. Like all all his layers. Yeah. A lot of layers. Really into it. Really into the layers. (laughs) Uh, I absolutely love this. Again, I haven't watched ahead. I love this episode. We had talked, I don't know if we talked offline or in real life or on this, but I was like surprised in the trailer, they had a scene of Kendall coming to the office and Logan, like coming at him and being held back. And Clearly that was in the, the third episode and they cut it out. Yeah. And so that's not in the final cut. And that's I'll, not in the I'll final just cut. say you're probably, since I have watched ahead, you probably won't see that in future so, episodes, just based on where they're set. Correct. So <laughs> I was like, part of me was like bummed because that seems so cool. But I think the fact that they held back Kendall and Logan meeting until this episode was awesome storytelling and their interact and Jeremy Strong and, and Logan just going at it. Was like all the sciences and like Brian was so good. And it's like, I was like talking to someone um, like a couple weeks ago. Cause they asked like how, like were like the, the episodes and I was like, it's great. And like, Brian is so good in the fourth episode. And it's like the complete opposite energy of um, hunting, like born the floor. Cause it's just like his, when he has to like try to sell Kendall to Adrian and he says like, maybe he's the best one, you know? And then like 
all those like silences between them. It's so good. Like, I, I got to imagine that when they do Emmy submissions, this will be Logan's of Ryan Cox's. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, yeah, well, we still have, I mean, I haven't seen eight and nine. I mean, no one has. It just um, feels like so there could be potential there for them. Cause I, I think like Brian Cox has talked about um, shooting a scene with him and Jeremy in like one of the Italy episodes. So maybe there's more there from, but yeah, this would be a good tape. And I was also telling people that like Tom has a great arc this season that begins in episode three when he like volunteers himself for prison. And like, this just carries through like another the great, of the season. really great. Love uh, that so much. Love Toilet that. wine. So good. And also his stuff with uh, his little scenes with uh, Greg are just awesome. And again, I oh. think the nuances of Tom, uh, of uh, Matthew McFadden's performance are so good. He just really is like, it's just he's, incredible. He's like, Tom is also like the most interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, like character because he's not related by blood to this family at all. So right. he's always trying to like manage like his, um his status and like his rankings, like where he is, like he married into the family, obviously, but there's, it's this like passionless marriage <laughs> as we know, you know, and like his wife is his boss and she, she's trying to assert herself and like boss him around and like flopping hard, especially with, like Carl um, and Carl, who's just wants to eat his lunch. He, he got a salad this time, not a sandwich. And the, the arc of the uh, Carl's lunch and how Shiv is stymied. I know. And like Carl and Frank just like, like get out of here. Like, do not disturb, please. And yeah, so like it's and like with Tom, it's like, you know, if if he takes an L like with Shiv or in like in uh, any other way, like with like Ravenhead, like he needs to get a W like over Greg. So then you see that scene with like Nero and Sporus. IP Greg is not familiar with. <laughs> Greg's lines this year are so good. That's not IP I'm familiar with. That's awesome. Oh. Uh Joyce. All right. Well, this is fun. We should wrap up. We'll talk more about Succession next week. And yeah, Succession. So section, Succession 5 is uh, a bottle episode at the shareholder meeting. And it's nice. really good. Yeah. I, I, just to tease, I remember you saying that this has your favorite moment of the season, I believe. Yes, it's like so absurd, but I have watched it multiple times. <laughs> very, very much looking forward to that. So we'll talk about that next week and everything else, Joyce. This yes. is fun. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at Gold Derby. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.